On the left wing, Smith winding this one down with four, with three, with two. Going to shoot a three. Missed it, and that's the ball game. Well, for the first time this year, in a loss, the Illini get blown out. Well, and, 75-50. And you got to forget about this game. Yep. Well, we're not going to forget about it quite yet. <laughs> about but another 45 minutes. <laughs> you probably want to, right now, flush this one down, burn the tape. That was ugly. And for all the talk of close losses and the Illini being right there, this one, they were almost never in it. And the only thing they brought tonight was the uniforms, I think. Illinois blown out by the Badgers and Bucky 75-50 is the final. Scott Beatty and Matt McCumber here with you. And the Fasteners Etc. postgame show is next. We welcome your calls and texts. You can also tweet at us. Let you know how you can do that here in a second. But first, our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management and Stocks Office Furniture. I mean, I need a stiff one, stiff drink after that because <laughs> that 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 was tough. That was tough to watch. Um, really disappointing. Um, I just thought they came out and just never looked like they were comfortable. Um, I know it's on the road, but um, no excuse. And uh, they were a step slow. Couldn't get 50-50 balls. Um, guys were out of position on defense, layup after layup, and it just really disappointing for the Illini. It is a tough one, and this this felt like some of the losses from the last couple of years. So we want to hear from you. You can join us. PNC Bank fan line is 3569397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. And you can tweet at us using the hashtag PNCBankIllini. Your thoughts next. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your host, Scott Beatty. 19-12, Wisconsin, their biggest lead at seven. Little give and go inside to Finky from Frazier, and Finky slams it in. That was a bang-bang play right there. It was good timing. You know, I usually try to, you know, about every media segment, every four minutes, I try to find a highlight. And, uh, you know, I figure it depends on the flow of the game. Okay, that one may be pretty relevant. I'm going to make sure we play that one. or that. That's just one of the few I have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, grasping at straws tonight. <laughs> They're just, I mean, there were some plays here and there, but Illinois gets throttled by Wisconsin 75 to 50. Uncle, make it stop <laughs> on a Friday night to the Illini. There was so much, I, there was a lot of people that felt you were included. Yeah, I, I had um, a good vibe. Uh, yeah. Scott Ritchie thought this was going to be a win. Illinois would want to wash the taste out of that heartbreaker against Nebraska on Monday night, but they never showed up. All right. You're up here on the 
Fasteners Etc. post-game show PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. Go easy on us. Here's uh, Joe in St. Louis. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? We're doing all right. What's up? What are your thoughts? At the, be- at the beginning of the season, I, I heard a lot about a seven-second offense. Uh, apparently, I was confused on that. I guess it, it should have been a seven-second defense because <laughs> they give up a layup about every seven seconds. Touche. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard to argue with you on that, Joe. <laughs> good good thought. Anything else, Joe? No, that's all. All right. Okay. Yeah, all right. Cyrus, you're up. Hey, Cyrus. Hey, guys, I I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of you guys have made, and and I understand this with a new coach, is I feel like everyone has kind of had in the back of their mind this, this thought that Brad's going to turn this team around and they're going to suddenly start playing well. Here's what we need to remember. Stephen F. Austin, throw it out the window. That's not a Power 5 schedule that you play when you are at Stephen F. Austin. And last year at Oklahoma State, he had two really good players. I don't know that people haven't realized maybe Brad Underwood is not the greatest coach in the world. And let's remember this. He's basically been a career assistant coach. When you don't really get your first head coaching job till your mid-40s, that tells me something about maybe what you've done the rest of your career. So... I want to just bring up one thing that he said during his post-game comments that actually, to me, shows that he's cracking a little bit. When you play Wisconsin, a team that has a losing record and has not played well at all, and you use the comment, a skilled team will dissect you. Did you hear him when he made that comment? Yep. Yeah, so how in the world can you talk about Wisconsin as a skilled team? That's an embarrassment to me, that you would even make a comment like that. What you really need to say in a post-game interview is simply say, we stunk and we played bad, and I know he kind of said that's on me, but he doesn't sound that regretful about it. So, uh, oh, last thing I'll say, let's remember as we praise Trent Frazier and talk about how great he is, The freshmen on Illinois are not NBA players, and they're never going to be NBA players. They're coming off of an AAU season in the summer. They've not had a year with the strength training coach to be on the right kind of diet and the right kind of schedule. These players are in the next three weeks going to hit walls, all of them, because of the minutes they're playing. You're going to see the play of the team go down, even though you're saying the schedule eases up. So mark that down. These games aren't going to get better. They're going to get worse. There are some that think Illinois may not even win a conference game, but I think they'll squeeze out one or two. That's all I've got. All right. Thanks, Cyrus. Uh, I don't know that you can say the schedule is going to ease up if Illinois keeps playing like this. I will say, though, most of the time you're better than your worst game and you're worse than your best game. And I don't know what you want to say Illinois' best game was. Maybe the Missouri win. Uh, and this for sure is your worst loss. Illinois is better than this, and they're probably not as good as we were feeling after they beat Missouri. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And, you know, just some of the comments uh, from the caller, I mean, everybody has a different path through their coaching ranks, and that's true. You know, Underwood was a – 
you know, assistant, a director of ops and kind of worked his way up as an assistant. And, you know, everybody has their own path. I'm, I'm not saying he's not qualified because he started later than somebody else. I mean, but I, I get the sentiment. Um, and now at, at the same time, the freshman wall is real. Um, I've been on teams where it happens and see Mark Smith. Yeah. It it happens to every freshman. I don't care, you know, some different degrees, but every freshman will hit that wall. And I mean, it's a valid point and that's when you need your upperclassmen to step up and it's going to be in Finky and Leron Black's hands. And hopefully they can get this team over the hump and get them a win. But, um, I I would agree. I mean, it's not going to be easy, and it's an uphill battle every day right now. And they've got to they've got to find something that works that gets them over the hump. I I'm willing to pause it, and maybe you see it differently because you've been on the sidelines as a coach. But I think there was an element to where Brad Underwood got out coached tonight. I think he hasn't really played this kind of system well before, and or a lot. And I think. Yeah, part of that is he got caught flat-footed and didn't have enough response. But it's not all on him. No, it's no. not all on players. Not any on one, any one player either. Right. I, I think he was probably a little surprised at Wisconsin. I, I mean, you know what you're going to get when you when you play a Wisconsin team, but I don't think you really understand it until you play them and you, you know get the feel for it, especially in Madison, of how meticulous they are and. You know how they can break you down. They're very smart, high IQ basketball players. And if your game plan is not a hundred percent tight, they will find ways to exploit you. And that's what they did tonight. I think the the answer to that question will be on February eighth when they play Wisconsin again at and, the State Farm Center. Right. I, I would agree with that to see how much they've they've learned. Um, go back and scheme probably a different way. Um, but the the defense was just not there from the tip, and that's really got to be. Um, you know, rectified before uh, the next time they play. It's I, I think it's the fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I mean, and because Wisconsin is down this year, and it's I think in a different context. It, we, we I thought Illinois would win tonight, and I think in a different context with a better Illinois team, you would have to look at this and say Illinois should have won tonight. Yeah, but the, I think nothing was going right from players, from coaching, from effort. Defense, offense, I don't know. The, they had the wrong pregame meal, whatever it was. The last second banked in uh, shot clock oh, threes. I mean, yeah. I, I counted. Wisconsin's I'm, an expert in that. Yeah, three or four, not banked in. Well, there was one bank, but, uh, you know, bringing down the shot clock to two or three and, and they're making a shot. And it's just, again, one of those things. Uh, on the text line, Castle Heat and Cooling text line, 3515357. Bruce in Houston says with 130 left, Wisconsin's up by 23 points. We have three non-regulars in, and Badgers are still playing half. I'm so tired of losing. We need to remember this. Also, BTN says we are the best 0-7 team in America. Yeah, Bruce in Houston. <laughs> well, a lot of people were saying the best 0-6 conference record in the country. Todd in Collinsville looks like this team had a, a legit shot at 0-18 after tonight. Really hard to see them winning any games. Ebo needs to get more minutes. Smith less. Frazier and Black are just not enough, though All-Star doesn't seem to be giving up. Good luck, Brad. Right man for the job. And you need more horses for the race. Uh, Ebo, I think, is giving you a lot right now and detracting you a lot. I don't want to pick on one guy, but... He he was making some really positive contributions on offense, and he was, I thought, a detriment on defense, especially in that first half when Wisconsin started to go on their run. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. He 
he looked like uh, you know he he tries really hard, but he was he had a sense of he was a chicken with his head cut off on defense, and he had bad traps. He had missed um, you know rotations on defense. He uh, double team when you shouldn't have double teamed, and then he let the guy go when you probably should have gone and double teamed. It just was a bad segment for him. And to his credit, I mean, he probably is playing more minutes than he should. And Finky was out with two fouls, and they they couldn't they didn't have anybody else to put in. Um, he got gassed, and I think when he got tired, his focus was gone, and you know it was just out the window for him. Um, but that was a stretch right there where you look and say, I mean, you know, Wisconsin took the game over, and. You just wish maybe Finky didn't have those two fouls. It could have been a little bit different story. Let's get a first look at our Body and Soul scoreboard. Route 45 in Curtis Road is where you find Body and Soul Sports. Our Big Ten and Top 25 scoreboard are one and the same. That's because most college games aren't on Friday nights, no. but the Big Ten does that this year. And Michigan State rolled over Indiana 85-57 to at uh, the Breslin Center in East Lansing. That's Illinois' opponent on Monday night. So... That's the Big Ten scoreboard in the Illini. Get both of those two in the next in the next uh, week on Monday and Wednesday. All right, your headline here for tomorrow: Beat goes on for Illinois in the News Gazette Sports section. Maybe you got a different headline. Let us know your thoughts on what the headline might be or should be for this one. Keep it clean, folks. As Illinois is trounced in all phases, and the Big Ten losing streak hits seven. Matt and I are back with more Fasteners Etc. post-game show. It's News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. Your calls and texts continue after this. You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 217- Three five one five three five seven. Twenty two sixteen, Wisconsin. Frazier drives down the lane, kicks to Black. Turnaround from ten is good again. And eighth and a half cannot stop. Laron Black. Black with eight. He shot it right over a half again. Twenty two eighteen. As we trade baskets. I only got one more <laughs> uh, from the from the Illini side. <laughs> I got a few Wisconsin ones. Illinois loses to Wisconsin seventy five. To 50, the Illini record now 10 and 10 and 0 and 7 in Big Ten plays. Fasters, etc. Post game show, late night edition. Scott and a former assistant coach Matt McCumber here with you. And speaking of that, on the Castle Heating Cooling text line, you'll you'll maybe like this one here, Matt. Uh, Wisconsin is a young team, says a 309 texture. The freshmen are a lot better than Illinois' freshman players. Illinois looks pitiful again. We should have kept Weber. Oh. That guy you worked for. <laughs> yeah, right. His Kansas State team will be going to the NCAA tournament again. That will be the fourth time in uh, Weber's six years to go to the tournament. Then he says the Big 8, or she says the Big 8 is a lot better than the Big 10. Well, it's the Big 12, but I get what you're saying. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I... I do agree. Big 12, I think, is better than the Big 10, top to bottom. Ten teams, round-robin schedule. They all play each other twice. Um, Are you saying it's a better conference or it's a better basketball conference this year? Um, I would say this year. Yeah. I, You know, I'm historically, no. But um, th- this year and probably the last couple years, it's been that way. Um, and, you know, last year they got seven out of the ten teams in the tournament. So um, they've had a good run. Uh 
fast-paced basketball. And Your guys beat Oklahoma. Yeah, they they played really well the other night. Really defended well and given themselves. They needed that win to hopefully get in the tournament. But um, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, Coach Weber. The one thing he did while he was here, I I know the last couple of years, no, but you know, he's gonna probably win you twenty games and he's gonna get you to the tournament. So um, he's done that pretty well at Kansas State and continues to do so. And I, I still believe long-term, look, this is a bad night for Illinois basketball, but I still think long-term Brad Underwood's a guy that's capable of doing that too, and that's absolutely. all that Illinois fans yeah. are asking for at this point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, they're they're not asking for na- – I know they want national championships. Um, hopefully that will come, but, you know, just – Right now, we just need a win in the Big Ten, but uh, <laughs> just just getting to the tournament would be a nice uh, start. Uh, uh, build this program up, and uh, you know that's all we're, all they want. Uh, let's see, four points as Martin and Montrose. Four points total from Finky, Kipper, Smith, and Jordan. Tijon's no longer a part of it. Curious that uh, uh, Brad Underwood said if needed, we'd go to Tijon tonight. Yeah. Well, he he must be in the doghouse pretty bad if. Um, you know, I know Drew Casey got in um, before him, and uh, I, maybe even at the end of the first half. Um, and yeah, you know, it must be bad if that's the case. So he he needs to either figure it out, or uh, I, I don't know what it's going to take to get back in the rotation. But um, you know, only Underwood and the staff and the players know. But um, they do need him. They, they need him for rotation purposes. But uh, he can still help. Um, other than that, I don't know what else to say. All right, let's get to our peak in insurance beyond the expected play of the game. And shots late in the shot clock near the horn for Wisconsin. They're like cheese curds, <laughs> a badger delicacy. Here it is. Up to Alex Illokanen. Down to two to shoot. Pritzel with a three. Banked it up and in. Banked it up and in. Well, you know it's your night when that happens. My goodness, that was a 25-foot three, and he banked it in with one on the shot clock. Beyond the expected coverage from Pekin Insurance, contact an independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Visit PekinInsurance.com. Badgers shoot 7 of 19 overall from 3, and Illicanen hits one. 3 of 6 for Brevin Pritzel, 2 of 4 for Brad Davison. Good night for the Wisconsin Badgers who beat the Illini. We got more. Fasteners Etc. Postgame show Illinois losing by 25 to the Wisconsin Badgers. You heard that right. 75-50 is the final. Scott Beatty here along with Matt McCumber taking your calls and texts. Phone lines open. PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. Brian in Champaign. The losing streak is now at 28 losses in Big Ten play for football, men's, and women's basketball. But we will win. (laughs) And Brian in Nebraska says, ugly, yikes. Underwood sounds like he's going to bench guys. Didn't name names, but one is certainly Kipper, who struggled to guard his own shadow. Is this team going to lose out? It's certainly possible. I think Gross left the cupboard pretty bare, but Underwood needs to scheme his talent and personnel. Like I said, after the game in Lincoln, it's painfully obvious when we don't have the athleticism to pressure the ball so hard, especially with the coaching in the Big Ten. Whiskey ate us alive tonight with dribble penetration and back cuts. Need to adjust ASAP. Yeah, I, I, here's the thing. I think Brad Underwood is is smart enough of a basketball coach to adjust, but I think 
he got his first taste of Wisconsin basketball, even on a down year, and it yeah. didn't go well. And you have a youngish team. Yeah, right, right. I said young last post game or two games ago, and I got called out for a youngish team that uh, is still figuring out how to how to work this whole system. Zone defense tonight was really was bad, really bad. I I thought that it looked like they had never practiced or prepared in that zone. Uh, they did a one three one with a tandem up at the top, kind of a two three, kind of a couple of different looks, and it just the, the back line was really bad and Wisconsin was able to kind of sneak guys through the back and just easy drop downs for dunks layups and you know it helped them at Nebraska gave them a chance Nebraska was settling for outside shots Wisconsin did not do that they worked the ball around worked it down to about seven seconds on the shot clock and then found the open man on the baseline and that was all she wrote so basic when you are facing a zone defense you're Soft spots are behind the back line, right? In a 1-3-1, yeah, it would kind of be in the alleys of the free throw lane. And you're looking right – if you're at the top of the of the key with the ball, you're looking down the barrel of the free throw lanes, both sides, where bigs can slip back behind there. And if you are able to get the pass through, it's an easy play for the big. It's not necessarily an easy shot, but if they go to the rim, it can end up for a layup or dunk. Now, 2-3, a little bit different. Usually the middle of the zone is where you're wanting to get the ball first and then find shooters on the perimeter. Um, but the Illini were in a 1-3-1 one, one tonight at, at times, and you know it just didn't work. <laughs> Other times they're getting the ball down. Wisconsin's getting the ball to Hap. Hap passes it off. They totally reverse it. It goes back to Hap, and he drives That's in. And, <laughs> and no, no, little resistance, and he was able to do whatever he wanted. He could shoot it, again, drop down to the other big on the other side, find other open teammates. And, you know, their zone defense is not <laughs> to just take a, take some time off and, and catch your breath. It's, you know, once your man has the ball in your area, you, you need to get up on him and have some resistance. That just didn't happen tonight. Benny says, I don't like losing, and I never will accept losing. I predict Michigan State and the Hoosiers will be the next two losses for the Illini. Jason in Moline says, Brad Underwood, refusal to play zone defense is baffling. Well, he did play zone defense tonight. And, yeah. w- and with all the hype and expectations for Mr. Basketball, is it too early to call Mark Smith a bust? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't write him off just yet. You know, he's, he's halfway through his freshman year. Um you could consider him not a freshman anymore because he has played uh, the majority of the season. I get that. Um, but he, he's got a lot to learn. He's not playing down in St. Louis against, you know, teams of, of that caliber of high school team. I mean, he's playing grown men. And I'm sure at times in high school, I was able to watch because we recruited him at Kansas State. He was playing guys that he was just purely better than. You know, more athletic, whatever you want to say, he was more talented and better. Here, it's not that way, and um, you know, he is still uncomfortable within the offense. I think my my thing with with Mark Smith is when he gets the ball, he doesn't look to be aggressive yet. He's he's he doesn't even look at the rim. He he looks to pass first, and I would like to see him more try be more aggressive, make a play, something going to the rim. There's a little bit of Malcolm Hill in him that way. Not yeah. in the same game, but yeah. the personality, the temperament a little bit, where he, he doesn't necessarily want to be the guy. And I don't know if that's a youth thing right now. 
Right. I, what yeah. will he be at 22? Look, his body is 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 good. A, is very good, and it's a it's a body that looks like he'd be a junior or senior. That's a body that could be an NBA type body. Absolutely. And again, I always liken it and compare it to Darren Williams' body when he came in. They're both the same builds. I would even think Mark Smith's a little more built and toned than Darren was when Darren came here. And, um, you know, they have really good frames on both of them. And, it again, it just comes down to him with the temperament that I'm going to be a dog tonight. I, I got a little dog in me. I'm going to make a play. And, you know, I don't care what happens. The Trent Frazier no fear needs to be <laughs> sent to sent to Mark. And sometimes you have to learn this isn't working. The tentativeness, uh, the passiveness, whatever it is, it, it's it's not working, so I have to go the other way. I think there's a huge ceiling for Mark Smith as well. I wouldn't write him off. But not only – he's okay, he's a freshman – the physical, the physicality of what a whole season is putting him through. You've got classes and, and that whole stuff, media attention like he's never had, and he's never played this much basketball, basketball yeah, in his life. And, uh, you know, very good pitcher coming out of high school, even um, committed to play baseball at Missouri. But, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that play multiple sports in high school. I'm not trying to make an excuse for that. It's just it is a different ball game. The speed at which this game is played at this level from high school to college is unbelievable. If the casual fan walked off the street and came to a practice one day and just saw the speed at which you have to play, the quick hands, everything about it is is so much different. And, you know, it just takes time. Different people, it takes longer to get acclimated. I actually think it's a good thing when guys play multiple sports. I think it's better for their development. Absolutely. I'm totally with that. Yeah, but the transition into one sport as a freshman where – your team needs to lean on you to be a guy, that can be difficult. Jeff says, I'm an Illini fan in Chicago. I keep saying I'm done. I keep coming back. Why? <laughs> Great show, guys. Jeff actually said that. Why do you keep coming back? It's love, Jeff. It's love. It's love. It's it's the orange and blue love. You know, we we all have it in us. But it. I, I will say this. Before tonight, it's been a relatively fun brand of basketball to watch. And I I think there's something with the way that Underwood, his system, I think it's a front, fun brand of basketball, and the guys do play hard, and at the very least, I think, you know, they deserve it for that, and we just need <laughs> to get a win. <laughs> it's to, and that mm, might not happen for a few days at least. Michigan State in on Monday. We're back in a moment. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Blunt, pass the half, right elbow extended, drives with four, with three, with two, pass to Pritzel with one, for three, got him. And his second three of the game, and it's a 12-point Wisconsin lead. 34-22. They're hitting everything tonight. Badger shooting 72%. Frazier drives in, lost the ball. Turned it over. The Illini with their sixth turnover. Look, I didn't really want to play that highlight <laughs> there, but that was just... 
kind of encapsulated the night for the Illini. They lose to Wisconsin 75-50. to Matt and Scott here with you for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Riding with you here late on a Friday evening. Thanks for being along. Do appreciate it. On the PNC Bank phone line, it's Stephen Peoria. Hey, Steve. Guys, thanks for having me on. Great show as always. Thank you. Uh, I didn't give you guys a call the other night ago. I was listening, though. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't dial the number. And I, and I decided, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to call and tweet when again. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, the other yeah. night, they they lost on a heartbreaker. You couldn't call for that, wait but you can deal with a 25-point blowout, though. Well, let me tell you something, Scott. When, when Finky made that, just like I told you the game before, when, when Frazier made that shot, uh, I didn't feel like we were going to do anything overtime. And when Finky had that great play at the end of the uh, game the other night ago, I said to myself, we're not going to win. They're coming down to make a shot. Bingo, bango. Hey, I was right. You're the most optimistic uh, pessimist I've ever heard. Hey, I'm just being real. You know me. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, I said, well, I'm, I'm not going to call back in until we win a game. Then I thought after tonight, I said, well, I might not even talk to my guys the rest of the year then, so I better call <laughs> in. So. Well, so, pr- appreciate hey, well, this was This was just just embarrassing tonight. You know, and, and this is probably the worst Wisconsin team uh, in the last at least 10 years, you know, and we go up and, and lay egg like that. Uh, it, was, I, it was just terrible. Uh, and, and some good points tonight from callers. Uh, I mentioned kind of what Cyrus said about, you know, uh, Coach Underwood, you know, it's great what he did at Stephen F. Austin and, and getting in the NCAA tournament and, 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 and being, you know, an um, underdog and knocking off a team. But this, this, is, this is big boys now. Yeah, you, you got to bring it every night. And I, and I do believe in him. I think if we can get some uh, more talent, which it's going to be hard, I think, now because, you know, kids want to go someplace where they can win, you know. Uh, I think he can get the job done. We've got a good staff, you know. But uh, – you know, I heard last year, you know, when they started 0-6 at Oklahoma State, he decided, you know, he needed to make some adjustments and change his defense all around, this and that. I wish he would do something with our offense and defense, you know. I haven't seen those adjustments yet because it's not getting it done, you know, and we need to do something. I don't think we have the talent to play the way he wants to right now. So I'd like to see that. Uh, someone mentioned about Coach Weber, and I, and I love Coach Weber. And uh, I felt like when he got fired, he shouldn't have got fired. But then, you know, we had uh, Mr. Know-it-all, Mike Thomas, the AD, you know, come in and make all kind of changes and see where that's it's put us, you know. So, um, hey, we're going to keep plugging away. Um, Michigan State, come on now. They, 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 they might, you know, sometimes they play down to the other team's level. level but uh, I, I don't expect any big things coming Monday night, you know. Uh, and, and a couple of things I want to throw at you guys, if you could maybe answer these, uh, and this is kind of off the cuff here. Uh, I've been seeing in the past month uh, the the recruit coming in, Io, whatever, Sumu, whatever his yeah. name is, it, in pictures. And I know in it, at uh, Morgan Park he wears number eleven. Okay, well, Ebo uh, e- wears number eleven for us, so I'd like to know uh, what what's going to happen with number eleven next year. <laughs> Who's going to be wearing it? And then, uh, uh, Matt, I know you've been around now uh, about a month or so. Uh, I know that you've uh, been coaching at other uh, institutions. i just like to know, um, what, are you, what are you doing now, and do you plan on getting back and coaching uh, soon? Thanks, guys. Monday night, let's go get them. All right. Appreciate it very much, Steve. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Steve. He's from Peoria! All right, so 
you want you want to share about your life? Yeah, well, we can do that. Um, so I decided to come back. I was uh, an assistant, full time assistant coach down at UT Martin. Um, got hired in August, and then at the end of September, my dad unexpectedly passed at the age of sixty seven. So um, I ended up going back to work and. When I was there, I just didn't feel feel like uh, you know it was right for me. It was the right fit, and you know my heart, my mind, and everything was back home here in Tuscola and Sh- Champaign area. So um, I decided to resign and move back um, home to be with my mom and sister, just for the simple fact I I didn't want to leave them hanging. So um, I, I came home, wanted to get through the holidays, um, which I've done that, and it's been great. And my mom's been awesome. So um, it's it's been a really good thing. I'm at total peace with it. And I'm glad I did it. Um, and you know, I, I love college basketball. I'll never say never on coaching. Um, priorities have just changed just with everything that's happened. So I'm looking at a lot of different avenues, um, and we'll see where it leads, but kind of just trying to be patient right now and and go from there. But no, I do appreciate it asking and, um, you know, all's good and all's well. So, uh, you know, the news Gazette and WDWS was lucky or they were, kind enough to let me come on uh, the show and I've really enjoyed that so it's been great for me well we're glad you're here we just wish it was under different yeah, circumstances well thank you, well, thank you. But, yeah. but yeah it's it's been fun all right Jim's up in uh, oh uh, yeah uh, Steve you asked about number 11 I don't know how that works yeah usually sometimes the recruit will come in when you recruit them and say hey I want this number and the coach will say all right you got it but I don't know how it went in this situation because <laughs> they do. Ebo already does have it, so uh, there might be some flipping and flopping uh, when he gets here next year. Jim's up in Rockford. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good thanks. What's up? Well, hey. First things first. Regarding your commentary, I'm sorry for your loss of your father, and you did well, the thank right you. thing by coming home. That's a good thing to do. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. Hey. Um, <laughs> I know I always take the different perspective on a line of sports and. First thing I got to say is considering the performance, and Lord knows there have been utter bombs through the years, but when, when you go into a place like Wisconsin where you're actually smelling blood, arguably the worst Wisconsin team in probably 25 years, and you come out and play like that, it, it just makes me wonder why people come and go to these games. I mean, why, why would you go watch Michigan State? I mean, what what possible rationale do you have other than simply you have the tickets and you're going to use them? Why would this team deserve your support to show up after you come off of a game like that? And your previous caller started to touch upon it, and I want to expound upon it. You know, we keep talking about these new depths that Illinois is in. And starting at 0-6, well, it can't get worse than this. Well, you know what? If things go as planned... Underwood's going to have to write off a few more of these players on this team, very similar to what Lovey has done by running off kids. And when you start doing that, you either keep open scholarships, which you can't fill right away. You have to wait a year or two to find the right guys you want. Or you end up having to take graduate transfer or a fifth-year guy, and those guys are a dime a dozen that never seem to work out. So when we talk about the depths of this program, I'm sorry, but I'm not seeing an uptick next year because there's still too much baggage on this team that needs to get out of here. Well, Jim, I think you raise a really valid point. I don't know that this – I mean, Io will be a huge addition. Uh, That's another perimeter guy. But without some more depth, especially down low, this team is going to continue to struggle. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I I think that there there needs to be a major overhaul in some areas. Uh, and obviously what's 
happening right now is not working. And so there needs to be either a change in defense, offense, philosophy, whatever it may be. Um, players like Iowa will certainly help you, but they're, one guy's not going to come in here and you're going to go from, you know, whatever the Big Ten record is going to be till Big Ten champs. I mean, I, I find that hard to believe. So it's going to have to be more. And there, there probably will be some players that are leaving or have – you know, been told to leave or whatever it goes, but that's all part of running a program and trying to fit your program into what you want to do. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of the year. Thanks, guys. Hey, appreciate it, Jim. Appreciate it much. And here's the other thing. Yeah, I don't – yeah, there needs to be some more pieces, but don't underestimate what an offseason will do and a whole full year in the system and learning things for guys like – I still think you look at guys like Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, another year with LaRon Black, uh, Mark Smith, as we were talking about. These guys are going to grow, and yeah. they're going to be – they're going to just going to get better. Look at Ohio State where they are having gotten better. I mean, I know you don't have a K to beat Bates D up here but right now, but I'm just saying – that's a bit of a surprise for a first-year coach, but you have veteran presence out there. Don't underestimate – veteran presence on the floor and what these guys will start to be in a year or two just from growing up and maturing and getting stronger right and it's it's going through (laughs) really tough times now and understanding what it takes to win and obviously they haven't figured it out yet at the big 10 level but um these trying times are going to make them better they'll be better physically they'll be better mentally they'll be more comfortable i think that's part of the deal right now there's a lot of guys on the team that aren't comfortable in in the system and their roles whatever it may be and again like you just said they're learn they're still learning and it's it's a process it's not going to happen overnight I know everybody again I keep on harping on I keep on saying I feel like a broken record but everybody wants to win it just doesn't happen overnight and you you got your factions that are you know, going to be there the thick and thin, and you got the others that might fall off the bandwagon a little bit. It's a part of it. It's fine, um, but it's just going to take some time. Why would you go on Monday night to Michigan State? Yeah, I, if you want to go, just see a team that's going to going to get a win, and seven out of ten times you think there's a great chance that they're going to get a win. Yeah, you wouldn't go Monday night. Right. If you go because you support the Illini and you want to see them through thick and thin, then that's why you go. That's right. Yep. If you want to go because you just want to go to a Big Ten college basketball game and enjoy the atmosphere with the band and the students and the the PA and the the videos and the whole thing, that's why you go. There's a lot of reasons to go to a basketball game. But, yeah, if you're just looking at it as I want to go see a win and that's what I'm sort of entitled to if I because I paid my money, then yeah, you probably ought to stay home, I guess. Mm. I don't know. All right, keys to the game brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store and Country Fair Driver and go to PellaChampagne.com. Also by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Uh, a few directions we can go here. Uh, defense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and particularly, I think a key to the game tonight is Illinois went into zone defenses and got beat. Right. And, and it it just... It wasn't necessarily the start. I think they started out 4-6. It might have been a little bit of a slow start. They had a couple turnovers the first couple possessions, but I it all boils down to the defensive end and I, you know, I put out a tweet at halftime. Wisconsin had scored 
50 points, 59 points, and 60 points in their last three games, respectively, in the Big Ten. And they had 43 at half. And you're you're not going to beat anybody, especially on the road, giving up 43 points at halftime. And the defense, they were slow. They were sluggish. They missed assignments. They were late to 50-50 balls. Um, it just, they looked discombobulated out there. And when they went into the zone, it looked like they hadn't practiced it before. And it just, um, you know, you, you can't be it, especially at a place like Wisconsin where they can meticulously carve you up. You have to be on your A game. I don't care how bad people say they are. You know, hey, look, they're the worst Wisconsin team. That's that's true. Um, I think they've been the worst since 1988, uh, record-wise, uh, at this point in the season. But, um, you know, it's you have to be on your A game, and the Illini were not on their A game defensively. Keys to the game are brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com. Also brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Yeah, we weren't even close uh, defensively. Uh, first time that we, we, we haven't showed up in terms of the effort. And uh, I give Wisconsin a ton of credit. They played great. Um, but, uh, again, it was um, uh, you know, a little different game plan for us in terms of trying to scheme uh, Hap and, and, and what to do. And, and uh, you know, our backside rotations were, were, were not very good tonight. And we practiced it for a few days. It's not something we, uh, uh, that we normally do. We tried to scheme. It didn't work. And uh, I've got to take credit for that. Fasters, etc. Post game show. Scott Beatty and Matt McCumber here with you. Late night edition. Atlanta lose to Wisconsin, seventy-five to fifty, and the Big Ten losing streak, zero and seven here. And uh, well, you go back to the last loss in the Big Ten tournament. It's eight in a row. The line have lost in conference. Michigan State is up on Monday night. Going to get you another scoreboard update here in just a moment. But, Matt, uh, want to get to a few texts here in just a moment. And certainly you can give us a call, 356-9397, as a PNC Bank phone line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. Uh, Underwood talked in his postgame uh, comments. We heard a little bit there, but he also kind of you know said, hey, it's on me, and maybe the scheming was not what we wanted should have been. Well, you have, you've done some participated at least in some scouting. Right. Did you ever come out of a game and gone, well, whoops? Yeah. We didn't scout that right. Right. I I think there's been maybe once or twice where, you know, I've worked on scouts with other assistant coaches and everything. You watch a lot of film, and sometimes it just doesn't go as you planned. And you at Kansas State, we used to have walkthroughs day before game, day of game, and then shoot around day of game as well. And, you know, you try to prepare your guys as best you can. You have ball screen calls and whatever it may be. This is how we're going to scheme this play and prepare them. And sometimes it just doesn't work out like you want. And some of that's on the coaches. That's, uh, you're right, we should have hard hedged that instead of flat hedged. Or we should have, um, you know, played zone here at, at this time when this guy's out of the game. Just little things like that. Or it could be on the players as well. You know, they these guys have intention spans that are not very long. And when talking you, about players, players in general, in you, general young yes, guys, yeah. young guys. Um, you know, when when you're 
going over a scouting report with them on the court and it's getting into 30, 40 minutes, that sometimes that's way too long for them. So it's do they retain the information? Do do they make the right plays? Do they make the right calls on the court? Because you can only do so much on the sidelines. There's got to be some talk, some communication that when you know that this ball screen's coming, you better have a call ready and you better execute it or it's not going to work. I wonder, too, if you've got a younger team or a newer team to each other and to the coaches, you've got some – maybe the coaching staff has some tools, but they don't know how to use them yet. So right. just to say, okay, well, let's try this because you can see that whatever your game plan was wasn't working, so let's go to this. Well, that's not going to work because they don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to – and it's a perfect example tonight with Ebo, uh, you know, again – Probably played a little too much, uh, too many minutes in that uh, first half swing, but he didn't know. He doesn't understand yet. He's only been playing basketball for a couple years, and the way Wisconsin plays, it's it's hard to put him in that situation. But there was no other choice, and you know he just kind of got eaten up by it. And it with young players, it does happen. It happens obviously more than with older guys that have been through the ringer and understand, okay, you know, this is my fifth or sixth time playing Wisconsin. I kind of know what they're going to do now. And it's just a product of learning again what we say and being young. On the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 texture says, I hate to say it, but I don't believe that Illinois basketball will be able to be rectified to its iconic form. Maybe we need to stop sugarcoating how bad things are and start being brutally honest. These players are just a bunch of dudes playing unintelligent basketball with no chemistry, not having fun. And what's worse is that we're expecting and accepting 15 to 18 losses a year. I miss what Illinois basketball used to be. I understand you miss it. Uh, boy, 0405 was a lot of fun, and it feels like just ancient history. But I don't think anybody is accepting that. I don't think if, if, if that was being accepted, the athletic director would not have made a change and tried to do something about it. So I don't think that's what's happening. I think, yeah, you might expect that number of losses this year because that's just the reality. Um, let's just remember, too, this is a horrible game tonight, a horrible performance, Yeah, but it's not going to be that way all the time. Illinois has already shown they're better than what this was tonight. They're going to play better than this in future games. I don't know if they're going to get more wins. <laughs> I yeah, just know they're right, going right. to play better. Right. And they <laughs> – they seem to have fun playing together. Now, again, like you just said, tonight they did not look together. Yeah, they, it doesn't look fun to No, it, it was everybody out there for themselves kind of thing and kind of guys looking around, um, not much energy, guys not making plays for one another. Um, but there has been moments and spurts throughout the year that they look – you could really tell they were having fun together, you know, like a Missouri bragging rights game. Again, that was a win, and everybody's feeling good about themselves. But, you know, they're out there competing. They're trying. They had energy, and they were playing together. Tonight, it did not happen. Let's get a check of the scoreboard, and then uh, we'll go back to the phones. Body and Soul scoreboard, Route 45, and – Curtis Road and Savoy, the only other Big Ten and Top 25 game tonight was Michigan State trouncing Indiana 85-57. Michigan State's in here on Monday, Indiana on Wednesday. NBA, it's tied up in the fourth quarter. Knicks and Jazz even at 93. Lakers ahead of the Pacers, 89-82 late in the fourth quarter. It's a final Toronto over the Spurs, 86-83. Nets beat the Heat, 101-95. to Golden State, ho-hum, win again, 122-112 to over Detroit. Grizzlies beat the Kings, 106-88, and the Suns over Denver, 108-2.
100. Body and Soul Sports is our scoreboard provider, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. To the phones on the PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. It's Kevin in Champaign. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Okay, what do you say? Uh, Well, you know, great broadcast. You know, I like all the, you know, stuff that I've heard so far. You know, the text from that guy about, I mean, he was like doomsday. I mean, that text was like doomsday. Well, yeah, I know. We're trying to talk some people off the ledge here. (laughs) I mean, everybody's on the ledge. You know, Lion Nation has got to realize that, that, you know, where we went to and what we're building is going to take some time. I mean, the the News Gazette article after, you know, the guy made the shot to win the game in Nebraska, Tejon, or, yeah, Tejon Lucas, his hand... He was looking at the camera. He was totally turning around. So these guys are young. I mean, you know, God, don't, you know, don't jump off the ledge. Underwood's a good coach, and, you know, he's going to bring in the the pieces, just like Wisconsin. You know, they have the pieces. Every, Underwood's going to instill the system, and, you know, I like to say to Lionel Nation, man, come on. You know, give us some time. You know, this you know, enjoy this, you know, it's entertainment, right? Exactly. Hey, Kevin, appreciate your thoughts. Thanks, Kevin. See, just keep it, just relax, right? Yeah. Just like I Kevin, mean, just be nice it. and relaxed. Just just tone it down and be Don't, okay. Step off the ledge. It's going to be okay. It's Friday night. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all good. You got the weekend here. Catch your <laughs> breath before Monday in Michigan State and, uh, I know it's tough, but, um, you know, yeah, there's not much else you can say. It's just trust the process. We're back to wrap it up. Smith running the point, dribbles to the left wing. Out on him is Pritzel. Now to Ipoinkbedeen inside with a catch and finish as he lays it in. Ipoinkbedeen has his first two. Good moments for Greg Eboig Bodine tonight on the offensive side. Not so good defensively. Illinois, not good defensively at all. As a team, they lose to Wisconsin, 75-50. to uh, On to the final lap here of the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. PNC Bank phone line, 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. On the phones, Judy in Champaign. Hi, Judy. Hi, guys. I was just wondering, is this the kind of a game that will pull the guys together? Or is it going to blow them apart? Well, that's Mentally, the billion-dollar question, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Uh, it could go either way. I've I've been with teams where uh, a blowout loss like this, where you just think it's the end of the world and your guys are resilient and come back the next game and play their tails off and you get a big win. And I've been on the other end where it just doesn't seem, after a loss like this, it just doesn't seem to get any better, and it's the same old story. So it, it's hard to tell. I would, you know, hopefully for the Illini's sake, it brings them together, and they kind of look at themselves in the mirror and say, man, we, we've got to do something different because this obviously is not working. We either need to buy into what our coach is trying to tell us or we need to, you know, 
get together as a players only meeting and talk it out, hash it out and move forward. But, um, you know, it's a good question. It, it could go either way. Uh, Judy, just to, just by example, I mean, Wisconsin got blown out against Purdue the other night, and they came in and had a great performance tonight. Exactly. That's true. So maybe that means the same for Illinois against Michigan State on Monday night. Tougher opponent, though. Yeah. We'll hey, hope so. We will. Thanks, I'm Judy. I'm looking for, forward to it. Yeah, thanks for calling, Judy. All right. Bye-bye. See you. And appreciate that. All right, final look at our body and soul scoreboard. Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Hey, easy there on the audio levels. And we look ahead on the scoreboard. Surprisingly, a quiet weekend for Illinois sports. Michigan is the opponent for Illinois women's basketball tomorrow night. That's a 5 o'clock tip. You'll hear it here on DWS. Other than that, it's a little bit quiet on the weekend and nothing going on Sunday for Illinois sports. You get a full two-hour show for Saturday Sports Talk tomorrow morning with Michael and Lauren. They'll look into the new hire for the offensive coordinator for Illinois football today, Rod Smith, coming from the University of Arizona. But Illinois basketball in action Monday night. It's an 8 o'clock tip against Michigan State. 6.30 game day coverage begins here on both these stations, and Matt and I are back with you after the ball game for that. Tuesday night on our AM side, women's basketball at Penn State, 6 o'clock tip. Wednesday night, men's basketball back in action against Indiana at the State Farm Center. Again, an 8 o'clock tip. Thursday night, some bonus basketball for you on our AM side on Newstalk 1400. You'll hear Michigan and Purdue. And then Friday night on our AM side, it's high school basketball. Peoria and Central from Combs Gym at Central High School. So that's a peek ahead what is going on. Jason in Moline says, sorry, a follow-up text. Didn't see much zone at all. Seen, uh, saw 85% man D with a double team on half. That may be the case. It felt to me, though, the 15% zone yeah. <laughs> was giving up a lot of the points. Right. Uh, and we touched on this. Ken asking, what do we make of the fact that Tijon did not play tonight? It tells me that he is uh, at the end of the bench right now for maybe reasons beyond basketball. I'm only speculating, but coming off a two-game suspension and then you don't get any playing time. You may be trying to earn some playing time back. When your team gets trounced by 25 points and, and you don't get to see any action. Yeah, that's not a good sign for, for Mr. Lucas. So hopefully he can uh, you know, earn his way back through practice and gain Coach Underwood's trust again. But that's all it's going to take. All right, I'll do it for this edition of the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. I had fun despite the loss for Illinois. Maybe we'll have a different results on Monday night. Matt, we'll try again, huh? Yep. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate you being a part of this. Blake Landa behind the scenes. Our engineer is Ed Bond. Our general manager is Mike Hale. Most important, you are our listener. We appreciate you so much being a part of this. Sorry we couldn't talk about a happier result, but there's another game coming on Monday night. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Be well. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. We feel so badly, but it's still a great night. Thank you all.